Welcome to Extremely.Live. I am Micah Rock and Roll. Today I am here interviewing M. Andrew Jones, the one and only writer. MAndrewJones.com boasts 469,273 words written and counting. Impressive, impressive. I read a handful of those Thank words uh, in the uh, novella Metal by M. Andrew Jones, which I encourage everyone to go to his website and grab themselves a copy. Welcome, uh, Andrew, and uh, thank you for being here. Yeah, and thanks for having me. Totally. You're, oh, there you go. <laughs> Sorry, your picture was glitching. Oh, okay. <laughs> Google hates right. us. I know, the, the, the internet is being a real, real effort tonight. Um, yeah, so I had, uh, um, you know, I mentioned I've been reading pulps a lot recently and, uh, I've been reading a lot of Conan the Barbarian and there's like old sports stories in there. I've been reading books on writing because I started doing these comic books. Um, and, uh, you know, writing story is, it's not easy to... It's easy to write a story. It's not easy to write an entertaining story that you want to read to the end. Uh, and I have to I tell you, I was I blasted through this book you wrote here. It's super entertaining. Um, so I just was wondering what uh, what and it. And I mentioned pulps because it reminded me of that kind of pulp sensibility of like getting straight to the point. You know, you establish the what the characters are like very quickly, and there's just no fat on it. It's it's just very lean and to the point, and you uh, you get in there and you're immediately uh, you introduce a hook immediately that you want to f- find out you know what the payoff is to this hook, um, and it just reminded me a lot of that early pulp writing where it's like it's all about uh, just being as entertaining as possible. It's not. It's not trying to like make some super deep point or something, but it's, I I was under the impression that pulp was quote unquote bad, like, like bad writing, but uh, uh, it just means it's entertainment, which I, 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 you know, had been uh, led to believe it was garbage or whatever, but it's, uh, it's extremely well-written and very, very fun. And your book reminded me of that. And uh, I'm just curious what your uh, influences are and, uh, and uh, kind of how you got started writing. Oh, I, I've, I've always been a big fan of uh, pretty much pulp. I mean, it's the, like the golden age sci-fi golden age yeah. fantasy fiction of like the seventies, eighties and nineties. Um, that was, that was the stuff I was reading a lot of growing up. Um, yeah. Robert Heinlein, Orson Scott card. Um, Terry Brooks, who else were we reading a lot of. So I, when I was a, a freshman in high school, when I discovered I wanted to write, I read, have you ever heard of Ender's Game yeah. by Orson Scott Card? They made oh. that terrible movie out of it. <laughs> yeah. it was, it was, the movie's really bad. But the book yeah. is amazing. The book was, was a super quick read. It was very interesting. And um, after I read that, one of the first thoughts I had was, I will never write a story this good. <laughs> and I didn't even know I wanted to write. But after that, I was like, oh, I want to be a writer. And so 
yeah, I've been taking it serious ever since high school. That's awesome. Well, it shows, it shows you have a lot of practice because again, like it's hard to grab people. It's hard to, um, to be entertaining. Like it's, it's easy to put words down on paper. It's easy to draw a picture, but actually getting people engaged in invested, uh, in my experience, uh, both in making things and consuming, um, you know, ind- independent media, it's, it's not easy to do. Um, and, uh, I have to say you, uh, you nailed it in this. I'm, I'm excited to, uh, check out your, uh, your other writing. Um, uh, and the other th- interesting thing uh, is is the way you disseminate your writing, uh, the way uh, your website <laughs> is built. Uh, I uh, I love it. It's like you put a bunch of stuff up for free. You can read whatever you want, uh, as much as you want. Yeah, it's all there. It's all there. Uh, and then you can buy like uh, um, uh, print copies and you can, you know, if you got value from your writing, you can give value back through uh, like a donation page, um, which I think is, uh, uh, I think it's the way to go. Like uh, that's how I've modeled uh, my comic book as well. Like you can get a copy of my comic for free on my website, uh, digital. Uh, if you want to print, uh, you got to give me something because print is not cheap these days. But uh, yeah, yeah. But the idea is, oh hell yeah! Orange flavor people, get a copy. (laughs) (laughs) You're the best, dude. Um, But uh, it's a good good comic. Thanks. It's very entertaining. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, But yeah, that like, I think that is the way to go for independent creators. It's like, you know, you just kind of have to. You got to show your work. Uh, because nobody knows who you are, like not the way, like yeah. you know, you're not, you don't have six million dollars of advertising behind you uh, to just like be in front of people's <laughs> faces over and over until they break down or like, all right, I'll just see what the hell this thing is. Um, so, you know, the 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 model is a little different uh, for people uh, like us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very much the long game. Um, I think value for value is very much in its infancy. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people have heard of it outside, especially outside of No Agenda Network um, and their their family of related entertainment. <laughs> so, yeah, but I, I think it's growing. I think it's the right way to go. Um, yeah, I like it. I yeah. I, uh, I'm hoping it'll it'll pay off in spades yeah. as I get older. As things I, go along, <laughs> exactly. I uh, it is it is specifically for creating media. It is it's it's good that as you go on, you kind of build this body of work that can uh, you know people can catch on to and uh, and 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 purchase uh, throughout your lifetime. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of wh- where I want to go. Um, l- where are you from? I kind of want to get to know you a little bit. I guess we kind of dove right into your writing. I don't really know much about you as a, as a, as a dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm from Colorado Springs, uh, born and raised. 
I did get away for a while. I've, I lived in Utah, uh, grew up Mormon. So I uh, also lived in Southern California for a little while, uh, Alaska, Portland, Oregon. Um, but yeah, I just, I keep coming back here. So this is just, this is home nice. out on the front range. Sweet. Yeah. I, uh, I'm from upstate New York and now I've been in New York city for, uh, geez, almost a decade, I think now. Uh, and man, I, I miss nature, dude. Like <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's, uh, something very healthy about being around lots of green, uh, foliage, uh, that, uh, you just don't yeah. get to experience in the city. It's, it's, I don't know if you know upstate New York, but it's like night and day differences compared to New York City. Like there's nobody around like, you know, we grew up broke and yet my parents were able to have like eight acres because it's just like everything's like there's no industry there. So everything's like cheap. So they moved from like uh, they sold a house in Jersey and then bought like a fixer upper in upstate New York. Um, but uh the point I'm, I guess I'm getting at is I just miss land, like being on like just fresh air land, being outside. And it sounds like, yeah. uh, you're kind of, uh, have more of those vibes over there. Yeah. It's, it's not nearly as green as back East. I'm sure. Um, a lot of red rock and yeah. And, um, it's, it's a drier, more arid climate right. for sure. But I mean, it's still close to nature and like I'm downtown, but I'm like, also 10 minutes from the foothills and i yeah i can get out into the hiking trails 10 minutes no problem yeah it's, it's really nice it's very nice yeah it's 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 an important thing you know like uh, what do the jap the japanese call it like forest bathing or whatever where you're just out like they go out in the forest just to be in the forest it's kind of like a restorative uh, you can hear the cops uh, blasting their sirens right now. So I'm trying to talking about Japanese forest bathing. Um, it is it is an important thing. Uh, remind you of where you are. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Um, so yeah, I guess. How long have you been in the city? I moved here. I believe. I'm trying to think. I used to reverse commute out out. Um, I uh, I moved to um, kind of like two hours outside the city for a, for a job right out of college in uh, 2008. And then I believe I started commuting into the city to do comedy in like 2012, something like that. And I, I moved here either in 2013 or 2014. I can't, I can't quite remember. Oh, okay. So either exactly a decade or, or, or just about to be something like that. Um, which is kind of crazy. Right, you, you must, yeah. You should. I feel like you probably know the city pretty pretty well then. Yeah, I, I would say. so. Of course, it's a big city. I guess. Yeah, I've never actually been. So it's it's talking it's, out of class. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Um, but uh, we found a nice quiet neighborhood in Ridgewood. Uh, it's like in Queens, and uh, it's like us, and then. Uh, was for the longest time it was like us we were like the youngest people on like a four block radius it was all like <laughs> it's all like uh old polish families with uh kids and stuff and me and my wife moved here uh now people who like younger than us are moving here which is a bummer because it just means like 
drunken, ye- drunken yelling on the weekends as they come home from the bars, mm-hmm. which is not. I, not a, a vibe I'm I'm into, but it's still it's still pretty good, pretty good. Uh, it's not like uh, it's busy and crazy, but you got to make an effort to get around trees, which I don't think is healthy for anybody. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, let's talk being about... stuck being stuck in that environment, yeah, it turns into neuromancer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so let's talk about metal a little bit. Um, sure. It, uh, can I, can I describe the, the sort of the, the, the setup? Is that cool? Oh yeah. Certainly. Yeah. So, yeah, it opened, well, you know, it, it opens with, um, sort of two, um, how shall I describe these ladies? Uh, uh, kind of like party animal oh, types. Um, yeah, I call like them scene girls. dumpster fire girls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you play music? Are you a music guy? I I am, but like a you know, scene metal's guy? not. <laughs> I feel so. I feel like such a fake. I feel like a fraud because <laughs> I don't listen to a lot of metal. I listen to a little, but I mostly listen to like really soft stuff and <laughs> pop music. I love pop music, <laughs> but I love like the old eighties and nineties pop music. Totally. And then uh, like for the new stuff, I go for like. Like the mild alt rock, like um, Hazel English and uh, Shiogren, and yeah, these sorts of poppy bands. Gotcha. Well, yeah. I, w- I wasn't going to make you uh, prove your uh, metal uh, status. Don't worry. I was just yeah, curious. I know who Pink Floyd is. <laughs> I've I've heard I've heard a song or two by Metallica. <laughs> I was curious. We, if we like... actually used to. Go ahead. Go ahead. In, in high school, like it was nothing but Metallica's Black Album, day in and day out. Whenever I was at wrestling, it was <laughs> all that played. It was all that ever played. It was, and I really like it. Even then, it was like, well, if you got to listen to one album on repeat, might as well be in Metallica's Black. Yeah, especially when you get in that wrestling zone, baby. Yeah, yeah, you got yeah, yeah. to be it's fucking pumped. Um, every once in a while they'd switch on rage against the machine. Oh, there you go. That's uh they're pretty good. They, they, they're, they're, um, uh, what was it? Battle for Los Angeles album was one where me and my friend in high school, uh, play, played a ton. Um, okay. But, um, yeah, you, you, uh, you, uh, introduce these characters early on. Uh, they're at the backstage of like a big, uh, uh, metal show that's just complete and we follow um i'm gonna blank on her name because i'm an idiot sophie sophie uh yeah we follow sophie who's kind of like a scene girl <laughs> trying to trying to meet people maybe an aspiring musician type who uh who uh is just kind of trying to get in with the cool people and uh she uh she gets the attention of the drummer and uh oh she's stalking him she's totally yeah, stalking him totally yeah <laughs> that is the vibe she's definitely has she's on a mission yeah she um, is she's gonna talk to him one way or the other <laughs> so she she accomplishes her mission guy seems a little weird uh has some strange <laughs> things to say but ultimately uh the exchange the kind of the crux of the book is he says 
he wants to basically he he wants to get away with murder and he's like i want to murder you and then she says yeah, i want to murder you and get away with it yeah <laughs> and and then she says um uh i want a hundred thousand dollars and six months to live or something like that or six months to spend it yeah six months to spend it yeah, yeah. so that's the beginning uh and you know uh, eventually uh they they get more intertwined with each other and it's it's uh the thing that keeps you going is uh will will he murder this w- woman like is this <laughs> is he serious and you I, you know what it immediately made me think of was um did you see that new star story of uh that actor army hammer who uh he uh like he basically got fired off all his projects because a woman came out and said, while we were like dating, he kept telling me he wanted to eat me, like cannibalize me. And I do remember there that. was like something about, I think the deal was I'm half remembering this myself, but I think his whole deal was he wanted to her to get her rib removed so he could cook it and eat her like rib, like eating like barbecue ribs. And it's so yeah, fucked I, up. Actually, now that you mentioned, I do remember that. Dude, it's the same character. It's like, cause he's like a billion. I believe even before he was an actor, he was a billionaire. Like he's a very rich guy. Um, yeah. I thought he came from a rich family. Yeah. So he's like, he's like this weird, like, He's, you know, fucked every way you can fuck. And now he's like seeing if he can get some poor woman to agree to let him let him eat pieces of her. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, see, my book's mild compared to yeah, real life. Exactly. <laughs> compared to real life. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, that 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 moment is what that reminded me of. Just 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 so weird and creepy. But um yeah, the story kind of unfolds with he. Uh, I'll, I'll. I don't know how much to say because I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, but he basically makes good on the money end of the bargain and drops off a hundred a hundred thousand dollars in cash, and then it's like, whoa, okay, it, this he he really might he might actually want to murder this <laughs> woman. Um, yeah, and then we kind of see Sophie uh change change her life around now that she has this like uh uh padding of uh of cash in her in her bank account um she starts yeah. to kind of put her life together a little bit um yeah i i thought i thought that was actually like the probably the most interesting angle of the whole story was that sophie makes this this crazy agreement that she's going to let him try to murder her because she doesn't agree that she's going to just let him murder her. Right. Right. She's like, well, I'm going to fight you if it comes to, he's like, well, that's, that's what I want. You know, why would I want to just, <laughs> so, um, but when she gets the money, it, it in a way just validates her and she sees it as like a validation of just like, Oh, like the universe cares about me enough to give me this opportunity to like, have some fun and like, because so, she's she's never really had anything before. She's pretty much an orphan. And so the money is just like this great blessing from God kind of thing. <laughs> and and so, yeah, it, it totally changes her. Like she, she does a complete 180 and becomes a, a different person in the process. I um... And of course, 
that's that's like that's also part of the problem is because like before she didn't really have anything to live for so to be murdered was whatever and then after she gets the money or well, suddenly now she has something to lose right so yeah it was it was handled very believably like like i could i i like 2017 i got uh, my first like legit job uh, i'm a i'm a video editor um and i was like freelance for forever uh, and i landed a a comedy central pilot and it was like and it was like a union oh, cool. gig and um uh it was like suddenly i was getting like you know new york media paychecks after, after like before that i was making like 200 dollars at a night at a as a bartender at a <laughs> at a uh um, oh, bar, good old bar life yeah but like at a good fake bar, bar at a comedy like an improv theater bar so like everyone okay. there was also broke and like could barely tip and <laughs> it was kind of a nightmare for a, for a little bit here um but the uh to suddenly just have like legit money coming in after having none come in for years and years of like literally being like, Oh God, I hope, I hope I get something next month. Otherwise I have no clue how I'm going to pay my rent. Like you, there is a, a kind of uh, like this, this calm hits where you're like, okay, I can finally relax because I'm not freaked out about, you know, paying my bills next month. And, uh, and you do kind of start to like take stock of your life and, and start to like figure out what, what, what needs improving. And like, what am I, what are my routines that, uh, I'm doing just because I'm, you know, so worried about other, other things that I'm not paying attention to the things I'm, you know, doing that aren't healthy, yada, yada, yada. So like all of that very much rang true to me of like having this like uh, anxiety reliever of this sudden windfall of cash. She's like realizes she's living, you know, in squalor and, and like, like this sucks. I, I can, I don't yeah. have to live like yeah. this. <laughs> Yeah, at the, at the beginning of the book, when she makes a deal, it's just not a stretch for her because, like, she's she's pretty much at the bottom anyway. You know, yeah. she's almost she's she's not quite on the streets, but you know, she's feeling that pressure. Yeah, she's feeling like she could be any day. So, yeah, and then actually, the the amount of money was always a bit of an argument. Like, I didn't want to give her so much that it was yeah just insane that she had. Yeah, like, like a million dollars. Yeah. yeah. A million dollars is like... 000. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just... Like a hundred thousand is not even a lot of money. No. But it's certainly enough to really change somebody's life that's, you know, that's yeah. just getting by. Totally. Yeah. Like working at a, you know, fast food restaurant, like, you know, paying, like paying probably 90% of your, you know, income to your rent for an apartment that's like a piece of crap, like... That's a real, <laughs> that's real, you know, and, yeah. and getting a hundred grand. Yes, you're right. It doesn't It like, especially, you know, in 2024 dollars doesn't sound like a lot, but it, uh, it is all at once. And, and, uh, when you're coming from a, a, a you know, a place like that, it's legit life changing to like 
be able to just kind of restructure, like basically exactly what she did, like she's just restructuring her life and getting things in order and, and taking herself more seriously. Um, and uh, yeah, like the, the bulk of the book is, is, is a her being like, is this dude really going to try and murder me? Or is he like, <laughs> I'm just a freak or, <laughs> and then the, you know, the rest is you kind of enjoy watching her kind of sort things out and, and patch up relationships and get out of bad ones that she shouldn't be in. And like, you're rooting for her. You, you grow to like this girl. So when this guy shows up again to kind of, uh, 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 we don't know, do is he, is he <laughs> why is he there? You know, um, uh, you're, you're tense, you know, you don't, you don't want anything bad to happen to her. Like at first you're like, oh, this girl's like a crazy drug, druggy, uh, <laughs> scumbag. But then by the, towards the end, you're like, oh, this is a nice person who, uh, deserves to live, uh, <laughs> should not be murdered. Um, I, uh, I also like the kind of the the uh, uh, the through line of her like working on her song, and it turns out that she's actually like a talented musician as well, um, and uh, like you can see her, uh, you know, pursuing that in the future <laughs> rather than just continuing to work for scumbags or whatever. Um, now I won't spoil the ending because you should read this book. Uh, which you can read uh, for free, uh, but you should donate if you read it uh, at uh, mandrewjones.com or buy yourself a copy. Uh, physical uh, uh, books and uh, uh, you know, physical objects are nice. They make you feel good to have. This is a nice, uh, yeah. a nice satin uh, finish on the cover. I was very jealous of. That was uh, the matte cover. Yeah. yeah, it feels nice to touch. Uh, definitely worth uh, uh, grabbing a printed copy. Uh, but yeah. yeah, and being that it's matte and also very very dark, you'll you'll uh, get fingerprints all over it, and then it gets <laughs> nice and dirty, just like the book, just like yeah. the internal story. <laughs> It'll reflect the the oh, story. Greasy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so and this is never going away. Like if you have one of these, when the internet shuts off, you still got it. It's true. So. Very good. Uh, very good point. Yeah. Grab yourself a copy. Gosh, darn it. It's good stuff. Um, <laughs> but uh, I won't Thank spoil you. the end. But what I want to know about the end is, did you have the structure of the ending in mind uh, as when you as you were uh, like before you got there? Or did you come to that decision uh when you got there, like naturally, like I'm guess it was, did you come up with the end first and write towards it? Or did you get to the end and you're like, how, what's happening here? Like, um, I, I actually, the, the story came pretty much whole cloth when, um, I woke up angry one morning and <laughs> this whole story started spinning in my head. And after about 10 minutes, I got up and started taking notes. I was like, this is too good. And uh, initially, actually, it was going to be ambiguous. So the ending, the ending was um, was tacked on later. The original ending was that the six months happen. We get through the whole six months, and then she 
she sees him and he sees her and cut to black. Oh, like, yeah, we don't know yeah, what yeah. happens after that. Right. So that was the original ending. And uh, I was telling my brother about it, my oldest brother. And he was like, oh, I hate it when people do ambiguous. Things. <laughs> like the writer, it's like the writer has no idea <laughs> what he, how he wants to end it. So I took that personally. Oh, as you do. Yeah, that's Yeah, yeah. And so that's how the ending came to be. Gotcha. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Endings are, uh, well, story structure in general can be tricky. Um, uh, but yeah, is uh, I will say uh, to the the curious listener, the uh, it's a good ending. You will uh, you will be satisfied by the ending. That's all I will say. Um, uh, the, I I would say that the ending is actually secondary to the rest of the story. I agree. Um, I do too. Yeah. I I I enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed getting to know Sophie and kind of going on that uh, that uh, journey with her of like cleaning up her life, taking herself seriously, actually trying things, not being a you know lazy scumbag, you know things we should all be doing basically. <laughs> yeah, it's very much a story of self discovery. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very fun. I quite enjoyed. I will definitely be reading more you. of your stuff. Uh, what are you uh, working on lately? Well, currently I'm just about done with my uh, the second volume of my my fantasy fiction cycle. Um, it starts with Children of the Broken Moon. Oh. Uh, and then part two is called Under Oblara and yeah it's just a continuation of this epic high fantasy with uh nearly a hundred named characters and it's a, it's a mess <laughs> a glorious mess like is this available so on your site on. yeah yeah chimera oh, sure. cycle it's under the on the site as chimera cycle primarily and then oh yeah here it is. from there it's broken down into the books so children of the broken moon under oblara dreadlord lassitus is the next one coming, and then the final one's called A Thousand Sparks, but I have nothing but bare-bones notes for, <laughs> for three and four. That's awesome. I'll, I have a couple uh, chapters for three. I'll read this for sure. That's cool. I love, uh, I love uh, you know, the genre stuff. It's very fun. The, like, uh, yeah, it, sword and sorcery and uh, sci-fi and all that stuff's uh, very enjoyable. I uh, Yeah. I'm building up uh, my uh, uh, skills as a comic artist and writer to eventually do a um, a sci-fi story um, that uh, I've had in my head for a long time, but uh, I want my uh, I want my skills to match the uh, the imagery I see in my head and uh, and also like. I, I have a very clear beginning and a very clear end, but the the middle part is where I need to flesh things out. Um, yeah, which I will say your yeah. your your middle was very good middle, and that's uh, tricky because because that that can slow slow down, and you can be being like, all right, where what? Come on, get to the point. You had a good middle. Yeah. 
This is a very good story, nice. dude. I was very impressed. Thank you. Um, Thank you very much. Yeah. I'm, I'm quite happy with it. I think I'm very, I'm very proud of metal. Yeah. I think it's, it's quite a delightful little tale. I think it's the perfect, uh, perfect one for people to start with. Cause you can read it quick and, uh, you'll get a taste for your style and, uh, and it's good. You will, you will not, uh, not regret it and you should be reading more. Uh, quit scrolling around on, uh, <laughs> on social media. God, I went to, right. uh, yeah, I went to, um, an exhibit at uh, the Brooklyn museum. It was like uh, a zine exhibit of all these like music zines and punk zines and all this stuff throughout. Oh, that's the cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And it just made me so bummed though, because these are just normal people making shit, you know, like, like they're, they're like, they had a creative like spark or whatever, but anybody can do that. Anybody can make a zine or write a story and print it out and hand it to people. Yeah. And I bet a lot of people, you know, I mean, I know I personally, it took me a long time to get started on this project just because I was like, uh, I, 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 you know, you, you, like you were saying, you read, you read, um, Ender's game and you're like, this is incredible. I'll never, I'll never be this good. Like that's me like reading, like, anything by Akira Toriyama or like Junji Ito or these are all comic guys or like, you know, just, okay. just anything basically. Uh, like, cause it's just so polished and well done. And then it's like, fuck, I, I, the, I, the idea of what I want to make in my head is something I know I can't achieve, but I just have to make stuff. Like it, it doesn't matter. You just have to do it. And I bet there's yeah. a lot of, uh, people out there who are in that boat and they don't ever make that step of just like making something. Uh, and it's sad. Do it, because, people. It's worth it. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. It's like, it, it, it doesn't matter what the end product is. It doesn't matter uh, if, uh, you know, anybody gives a shit about it, but you will feel excellent after you've, after you've like completed making something it is a very good feeling that uh, i think more people should uh should be uh feeling instead of just consuming uh you know whatever's on their cell phone yeah yeah and no, i would i would counsel to take your time with it like there's no rush doesn't need to be done tomorrow yeah so like my my first book took me 10 years yeah so but you know, I it's like even today I I go back and I I read sections of it and I'm like very proud of it. I'm like this works. This is totally an engaging story. Yeah. So been writing for twenty years. I got four books. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going fast at all. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, none of this stuff's easy. I uh, that was the the best part about making uh, orange flavors at the end. You know, I'm I'm a pretty self-critical person. I I can find something to be mad at at everything I make, and there were plenty. There's yeah. plenty of that, you know. In in, but all things considered, I was I was extremely proud of it, and like I just I felt like I did the best I could do in that moment, and uh, and the just the process of doing it um, made me better 
and like I'm excited to make the next thing because I know it'll be better than the first thing. It's engaging. I enjoyed it. I thought it was quite good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I wasn't fishing for, for compliments, uh, but uh, I was uh, <laughs> just I'm just that feeling of like you know feeling good about the thing you make uh, is is a very good feeling that everybody should uh, should should get a chance to feel. Yeah, I agree. And like doing things, you know, it, it, it feels counterproductive. Like, uh, you know, I worked in television and uh, I absolutely hated it. It was it was great money, but it was just, God, I don't know. There was just something very slimy and kind of evil about it to me. Uh, and from that point on, I was like, you know, I I don't want to try and get this industry to like sign on to an idea of mine. And I kind of just, that idea just kind of went out of my head of like going that route and, uh, kind of following, you know, the no agenda value for value model of just like making stuff, putting it out there and building a following of people who give a shit about what you're doing. And, 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 that only you are doing that you don't have to like have it approved by, you know, 50 people who don't really quite get what you're going for and are injecting their own kind of, uh, uh, thoughts into it just so that they can see themselves reflected in your project. Like the, I think this is the, the, the best possible way to go. And I, uh, of just like, doing it yourself, finding your own audience. Uh, it's a ton of work and like, like selling is not fun. I don't, uh, for me personally, it's like difficult. it feels a little slimy, but marketing's hard. it's marketing extremely really difficult. Hard. It's way harder than making the thing. Like figuring out how to get people interested in it is, is, is it's just as it's, it's just as, creative oddly but it's it's way harder only because maybe because i'm just not as good at it but it's it's definitely work like that's that's definitely part of it and that's something you have to get good at and and exercise but i think ultimately especially with like kind of like the the censorious nature of of everything right now of kind of every big media company kind of having a, a a very specific range of things they want will deal with and what they won't deal with making your own yeah. thing but for yourself and you know doing the work of finding an audience i think is the smart the smarter way to make media uh for the future because uh a i think the money's gonna dry up in a big way for a lot of uh a lot of that um a lot of the professional media uh, just because, you know, they're not printing money as much as they used to. And <laughs> the the people, the heads of the studios and such aren't going to be able to access it as much. But uh, just like, yeah, there won't be as much money. Won't It's not nearly as easy to get in as it used to be. And I think ultimately you don't ever really quite get to make exactly what you wanted because you're spending other people's money to make it. And they all kind of have their idea of what they want. Um, and you might not get rich making uh, things yourself and marketing them yourself, but 
I think you can probably make a living eventually. And I think, uh, I think you're, I think you're going the right route and I'm, uh, I'm encouraged to see, uh, you know, other people doing the same thing. That's my spiel. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's a good spiel. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I would sure like some of that Hollywood money though at the same time. And it's not like everything there's, there's still some good stuff that comes out of Hollywood. It's just not much. Yeah. I, I, it's true. There is, there is stuff that gets through that is good. And, and specifically film, uh, is and television is like, it is pretty collaborative. You can't do it yourself. Um, yeah, but there is something special, special about, doing projects that you can do by yourself. Like the, just like the, the sole voice creating a project is very cool to me. Um, just cause it's, that's where all the weird, the weird wild stuff comes from. Cause there's, it's just one person's <laughs> execution on an idea to the end without any other input. Um, and I'm, you know, yeah. plenty of times that's bad, but plenty of times it's something incredible that wouldn't exist otherwise. Um, well, I, and I actually started with screenplays. Yeah. And, and moved to novels. I, I just, I, I had an inkling that Hollywood was a slimy place. And then when I went, when I went out to Southern California, I was in San Clemente and I just, I did not like going north into yeah. los angeles it was just just a dirty gross town <laughs> and so yeah so it's just novels yeah it's I'm not uh, sad about it it's a similar similar story for me like i didn't go you know i've worked on like three television shows like that's that's as far as i got uh but it got to a point where i was turning down other other tv gigs because uh, same same thing it just was like this feels wrong. You know, I like, uh, you know, I, I work in comedy and I really like topical humor. I think people shit on SNL, but I think uh, Weekend Update is still pretty good even to this day. Uh, I like topical humor. Like when uh, when you have good uh, uh, late night writers, you get good monologue jokes, like that kind of a thing. Uh and I was excited to work on this gig uh, for uh, it was like a Daily Show spinoff. Um, and uh, I was excited because I like topical jokes, but it, it's that's not what it is anymore. It's not topical jokes of like, let's make fun of the ruling class. Fuck these jerks. Like, it's literally like you are It's very clear which political party you're there to prop up and which one you're there to demonize. And it's like, it's not about being funny. It's about like reputation destruction and like, uh, uh, neutralizing attacks against your person and like through the lens of humor. And it was so depressing, man. Like it was just like, Oh, this is none of this is about being funny. It's, it's like, it's about making effective propaganda and I just couldn't stomach it. Like the money was the best, this is the best money I ever made in my life. But like, that's how they get you to do things you don't believe in. Like, that's the trick. Like they pay you to not think about how you're, you're compromising your own, you know, morals and views and things like that. 
and it just got it just got so gross and it it was a bummer because i it's all i ever wanted to do and you know i i worked hard to get there and um but at the same time it's like seeing people like you and no agenda and you know podcast a lot of podcasters and you know people who do the patreon thing like you know patreon's not ideal but at least people are finding ways to say what they want to say, do what they want to do and have a direct audience that is willing to pay, uh, pay to see that stuff and enjoy it. Uh, and on that note, you should head to M <laughs> and buy yourself a copy of metal. It's super fun. It's uh, very inspiring. If you're a person who likes to make stuff, you will uh you'll get uh psyched to make your own things reading it and it's very entertaining and it's by a very nice guy who uh seems cool seems like a cool dude so it's always good to support cool dudes <laughs> yeah it's a little uh, dark over here i know Turn yeah down behind the hills yeah for sure i know i didn't bother to turn on the light so i'm just slowly fading into the <laughs> fading it's a good look darkness. Looks Cut to cool. black, people. Cut to black. Yeah. This is how you go out. Uh, is there anything you'd like to share before we wrap <laughs> up here? <laughs> oh, that's so hilarious. You totally did. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm just always working on something new. I'm, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I got a, a zombie book coming out. Whoa, so there should be. Cool. Thanks to the initial chapters of that appearing on my website any day now. If they are not, you you serialized that? You you re- release chapter by chapter on your website. Well, it's the with the way the website works, it kind of goes. Um, I I actually write uh, aside from my notes, aside from my my very basic note taking, I I put everything up on the website, like it's all to the website gotcha so sometimes i don't publish the links so that i can hide things a little bit but i usually put it up pretty quick gotcha so and then the stuff that i'm hiding is not it's not great (laughs) (laughs) it's not pretty um yeah i know that that that's uh you know that's the other part of you're not uh, missing out yeah of working on your own stuff is you have to be uh diligent about being your own editor i'm lucky my wife uh i would show her ideas for segments for like the comic book and she'd be like this is so angry why do you think this is funny (laughs) (laughs) and i was like all right fine fine it's too angry and um yeah i made a conscious effort like yeah go ahead oh i nixed a whole book my my second book i just felt was too angry and so yeah I uh same never, never it's like the light of day. we we have enough angry yelling people in the world uh so I I tried to make it more fun and uh and and lively rather than uh a full on middle yeah. finger screaming you know <laughs> freak uh, buy some buy some light happy media <laughs> light happy media <laughs> there's edge to it we got we have a little edge but uh, yeah there's there is yeah but uh it's very We're entertaining in the real world yeah exactly all right well my wife uh needs the microphone for an audition so 
Okay, should... well, good luck to her. Oh, thanks. Uh, thank you so much for uh, doing this. This was fun. I uh, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'll, uh, and I I'll... checked. The, the zombie no- novel is there. Well, the first couple chapters are there. It's uh, A Brief History of the Near Future is, is the working title. Oh, yeah. So. I, I, this yeah. was, you mentioned this on a no agenda donation, didn't you? Or I, I know the title. Um, did I send you a copy of the newsletter when I sent the book? Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking. It might've been it. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I'm excited to check out your, uh, your high fantasy novel. That'll be sick. Um, yeah. and, uh, I really like it. Sweet. I'm excited to, di- to dive in. Do you have, uh, any, anywhere you want to send people just your website? Is that the best place? Yeah, just amandrewjones.com. Um, I'm not active on social media at all. Good. Good. <laughs> I call it anti-social media. <laughs> uh, if you want to get a hold of me, just scroll down to the bottom of my website on any page, and there's my email address. Awesome. Yeah, hit me up. All um, right. Well, this has been an interview with M. Andrew Jones on Extremely.Live. If you enjoyed what you heard, Send us some value at extremely.live slash donate. $10 or more, I'll get you a little shout out on the show. Anything you write, I'll read. Uh, and that's it. That's the spiel. Uh, make independent media, people. Make stuff. Have fun. Give it away for free. And uh, and uh, ask for uh, payment in return. Uh, because, uh, uh, you know, you don't know what your stuff's worth. Let people tell you what it's worth. It might be more than you thought. might be less than you thought. But uh, it's an interesting model that more people should explore. <laughs> yeah, value for value, baby. Absolutely. Thank you, Mike, rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Thank you for hanging out. This was fun. Well, uh, I'll have yeah, you again on soon. <laughs>